Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOSports.com RacerX Podcast. Presented by Thor MX. Thor MX, the official gear of champions like Martin Davalos and, uh, and riders like that. Uh, check them out, ThorMX.com and BTOsports.com. We thank them for coming on, on board and making this show happen. We, uh, we appreciate it. All right, with me, uh, I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line is uh, my boss, the RacerX online editor, and a guy who surprisingly still has his voice and it sounds as good as ever, Jason Wygant. That uh, took a lot of work. The amount of work I put in not working to save the voice <laughs> was harder than the work I put in working yeah. to blow it out. Does that make sense? Yeah. We're, we're, we didn't call JT today. He's probably going to get pissed when he hears this. But, yeah, we're moving on without you, JT, for this week. Um, okay, so uh, I guess, first of all, let's – we've got Loretta's and X Games. That's what this podcast is about. Um, let's, yeah. What yeah. do you want to start with? Your call. Uh, we'll start with Loretta, so this way when JT, if, like, if he's listening to this and he's mad right now, we can be like, yeah, but I was there, he wasn't, so then we can... Oh, good point. Fine. Yeah. And then later when we talk about X Games, which neither of the three of us are there, maybe he'll be a little calmer by then. Yeah, good point. Okay, so yeah. uh, Loretta's um, live on NBC on Saturday, but unfortunately the rains came, and I don't know if that was a good or a bad thing. I guess if you're a producer, you'd rather not have it that way. I think it turned out okay, though. I mean, barely. I'd say if there was like 5% more rain, it, would, it was just – I mean, I'm assuming you, you saw it, right? Did you see what it yes. looked like? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like the, the part I said about good is that it really shows the sport and sort of its gnarliness. So that's what the good part of it was. Yeah, I think it would have been bad if it was to the point where it was just, you know, legs out. Ricky Ryan, 87. Bar. Yeah. He couldn't jump anything, couldn't yeah. pass. Yeah. Uh, they looked slow. But I think they looked – they still looked like they were going decently fast, and then it looked difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean just barely. I, it was raining so much Saturday. I'm like, dude, by the time 2 o'clock rolls around, they're literally going to look like amateurs, but not because they're amateurs, just because the track is. Like, that's not a good showcase when dudes are going first-year trail riding. But uh, it didn't look that way. It just looked tough. Right, so, right, right. I mean, we dodged such a bullet, because also if there had been one bolt of lightning, the whole thing would have been in uh, oh. turmoil. So you had, did you have some plans for that? What was going to happen? They had, I, I can't even tell you how many plans they came up with. The <laughs> amount of stuff they shot that they didn't use. We even went to the point of shooting two other motos that oh. we would have rolled in. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead, so like Luke Rensland in the 450A class. Man, oh. you'll never know what you missed. Right, right. For one strike of lightning away from being the star right. of the show. <laughs> now, uh, certainly I'm no Mr. Blackwell when it comes to fashion. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wear a lot of flip-flops. Uh, I wear a lot of cargo shorts and a lot of free T-shirts. But whose idea was it to dress Kelly in the jersey? Troy Lee Designs jersey? Rainbow jersey? I, I have – I don't 
the first couple of years we did the, the pro races on NBC, they used to tell us, they give the, the hilarious instructions, which were, you pick your own outfit because we don't want you to look like a professional broadcaster. We want you to look like a fan. <laughs> but no T-shirts and nothing with logos, right. which yeah. eliminates every fan. Yeah, yeah good, good point, good point, right. <laughs> so we were back to that. You know, I was waiting all week. I'm like, when are they going to give me the shirt I'm supposed to wear? When are they going to give me the shirt? Uh, and then finally Friday, they're like, all right, what do you got to wear? And I'm like, oh, no, we're back to this again. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, all right, I got like a polo shirt. I got a – and then Emig had something out of collar. And like, do you have anything kind of like that? I'm like, I do. So the shirt I wore, that was a $7 Old Navy purchase. Like, it just – it should not – that should not be good enough for an NBC broadcast. It should not. No, be. you guys just look like a couple of dudes for sure. But but I couldn't. But I couldn't looking like a couple of dudes is what they're going for. I couldn't stop looking at Kelly and that well, choice of a jersey. Like I don't understand. Like okay, so Troy Lee and Red Bull are tight and they're all in. I get it. But you're going to put on a rainbow jersey to, on this girl that like you know I, I I don't understand. Yeah. So while we're having this conversation, she says. Oh, wait, do you see what I have to wear? I have to wear a jersey. And I'm like, what? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense for so many reasons. Like, we're saying, like, the sideline reporter in any sport never wears the jersey of the <laughs> team. Like, we're saying, we were joking, like, imagine, like, someone just wearing a number 10 Giants jersey to interview Eli Manning. Look, I got your jersey on. <laughs> like, I, I don't get it at all. And, uh, and then when it was over, to make matters worse, I see Carrie Joe, Davey's sister, and she's like, hey, I saw your shirt on the show. Nice choice. Did they put it back up on, on your shoulders again? I'm like, yep. They told me to just pick whatever we wanted. And she's like, okay, good to know. Why did your pit reporter pick a, pick a Troy Lee jersey? They don't even sponsor the race. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That one was assigned to her. They told her to wear that. Like, it's just utter confusion. Like, with us, it's like, we don't care if you're naked. Just, we don't care. Yeah. But, like, like cool. okay, so. But with her, it's like, you must wear this. I don't get it at all. So that was a real jersey. It was a real jersey. I have no idea why they thought a jersey. In those colors and, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. No, they showed it to her like a month ahead of time so she could like, like, hey, if you want to coordinate anything oh, else, your pants I or whatever. I, I just asked my wife. I'm yelling at, at the – what are they doing? Why are they, why are they putting her in that thing? And again – I don't know. And again, and she's I, like, I'm no fashion guru. Let's, let, 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 let's lay that out there. For sure. But, I mean, come on. No, it makes no sense. And we, we, can't, we try to come up with other scenarios where we're like, okay, she's like, hey, when I do the car races, I do have to wear the fire suit, but we're not wearing the fire suit for fashion. It's of because right. you're not allowed on the track unless you have flame-retardant clothing. Like, yeah. the jersey is not providing any safety. <laughs> Actually, that thing would probably go up in flames faster. Well, Emig said, he's like, well, if it gets hot, you've got moisture wicking and ventilation. Oh, maybe that's why. Like, we, yeah. I could not come up with a single reason. Well, maybe. And... I I threw in the fact that you and I made fun of over and over. To make matters even worse, for some reason in this sport, if you go if you go to a football game wearing a team jersey, you're cool. In this sport, if you go wearing someone's jersey, you're lame, which makes it even worse. Yeah, yeah. Like you're any fan that wears a jersey, we're like, oh jeez. I was almost thinking like somebody doesn't like her, and they're like, hey, let's put this chick in this. Yeah, good one, and they high five each other. Well, I don't believe it was done on purpose, but if it had been, it almost worked. Because like I said, if I didn't randomly run into Carrie Jo mm-hmm. to randomly explain to her, oh, no, 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 the jersey was not her idea. They, <laughs> they told her to wear that. Yeah. 
they probably would have been very mad at her behind the scenes with no, and she would have no idea to defend herself because she wouldn't even know what was going on. You know what I mean? That's a good point, right? Yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah. No, exactly. And that, you know, and that's another good point is what's the gear of the ranch? The official gear. Uh, Thor. Thor. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, again, if you're Thor, you're like, okay, we pay all this money for what? You know? Right. So right. And and it's not like the. You know, MX Sports had no idea, like literally no idea that was happening. It wasn't shown to them, approved. I mean, it was a massive production. There was, I think, from what I could see, like double the staff and effort, and in that case probably budget of what we have at a pro race. Like this was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Sal was there. than Millville. Bro, Sal was there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they add Sal. You know, the three of us are always there, and we add a fourth person. I mean, there was a huge effort put in. So, Yeah. yeah. What decisions were going on and why, I, I don't even know. Like, it was so much of a bigger deal than anything we're used to in this sport. Right. Well, all right, let's move on from that. But um, yeah. how was Sal? Was he, was he cool? Yeah, Sal was cool, though. I think, I think, I think he remembers me, but I, I, I fear sometimes, you know in The Simpsons, like Mr. Burns, the boss, they had for like eight years where like Homer would save his life over and over, and then every time he'd meet him again and say, hmm, Simpson, eh? Like mm, it doesn't ring yeah, a bell. Simpson, right. Yeah, I, I, almost, I, I often fear with Sal, this is probably like the sixth time we've done something together. Uh-huh. From the two years I worked at X Games as a researcher, me having meetings and giving him information. Um, one year he and I hosted that Ryan Dungey, James Stewart talk show thing that Nike did. Oh, yeah. yeah. California, we hosted yeah. that. Um, his he did that the Trey Kennard movie that premiered at Anaheim one. It was him and his buddy. They have a production company. They're the ones that did that. And then we had a Q and A session after it. And as always, I was the only one to actually ask questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm never sure every time he sees me if he actually knows me or if he's just shaking hands like you would with anybody. And at the end, I'm like, Hey, how's the production company going? And he's like, Oh, it's going good. I'm like, So how did that Kennard video go? Did that was that a big boost for you guys? And then it was like, then you could see the light turn on. Oh, then. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think he knew I was that same guy until right now. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. But he's, uh, he's good. And you know what? It was pretty interesting talking to him. I'm like, um, so, yeah, he, his main thing now is producing these films. I think he's got a 30 for 30 that he's even working on and everything. Oh, okay, yeah. And I'm like, is that just a passion for you? And he's like, well, kind of, but... Uh, so here, here's a guy like me. Sal's had some huge gigs. So yes, a guy like yeah. me would be like, man, I wish I was where Sal was. Yeah, you, your dream would be Sal, for sure. Right. But he says to me, he's like, I've gone through the ringer enough to realize now you can, these hosting jobs, you can gain them, lose them. It's out of your control. One week you're the hot thing. The next week you've just got nothing going. He's like, I knew that I needed to, you know, not have all the eggs in one basket, I guess is basically it. So that was really interesting to hear. Like, it's the same uh. time... Most of us are looking up to being like, man, I wish I could have the Sal deal. Yeah, Sal's probably lighting his like, cigars. Dude, I, he, and he knows that his deal isn't all that great. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's, you know, he doesn't do X Games anymore. You know, I, I'm sure they just said, hey, we're moving in another direction. That's the way it always goes. Oh, so, yeah, I guess that's true, right? He's not at X Games, right? Because he was at the No, they have that Australian girl. So I guess that's, that's what you're seeing. Like, okay, I might be the man right now, but there's no job security in that field at all. That's true, right? They're just like, ah, we got a chick. We need a different voice. See you later. Yeah, you just never know. There's contracts. Like, I, I fear it every year at motocross. Like, I say all the time, like, all NBC has got to have is another guy with a contract, and they have no use for him. And yeah. they need to plug him in somewhere. And they'd be like, well, we got 12 motocross races. But yet, Ralph is just there. Ralph is the Gibraltar of 
motocross <laughs> announcing. He's lighting the candles. <laughs> and I don't understand. Ralph's deal is so impressive that he's obviously doing all the speed stuff. Yeah. But then when, like, NASCAR has an opening during the summer on TNT, he's just, oh, yeah, I can just do stuff for a complete rival. Yeah. Turner, right? Like, I don't know. Although things are changing rapidly. You know, the Fox Sports one is is launching uh, yes. in, like, a, what, like 10 days? Yeah. I think yeah. 17th? Yeah. And all of a sudden the press release goes out this week. Final episode of Wind Tunnel this Sunday. And then a whole press release about this is probably Dave Despain is probably going to have to retire because there aren't any more, like, there's nowhere for him to go. Wow. Right. So, yeah, what's going on with Supercross? They're going to be on Fox, right, I think? Is that yeah, right? well, even at Vegas they had a uh, sign-up that said coming to Fox Sports That's 1, true. but I think they had one more year on their contract anyway. Yeah, so you can't just wait and see. Just wait, right? Like, um, Now, I think they still want it even under the new – because Supercross is in a good spot because it's Saturday nights in January, you know, January through May is a pretty good spot. Yeah, you're saying no, no football, no nothing, right? Yeah. Now, if they were Supercross on in the fall when there's college football, they'd be done, right? Right. Uh, but there isn't, you know. So to get three hours live on Saturday night, that still might be worth their while. I mean, what sports going at that point? Hardly anything. Well, basketball, hockey, hockey. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, they don't have hockey on Fox right. Sports One, right? Hey, so, did, did you? No, they don't. Did, well, those no. Fox is huge regional NHL network. Huge regional area is all Fox. Yeah, so. and I know that part of their motivation to try this national thing was to, uh, like, I guess, leverage it all with the regional power that they have, right? Right. Did so you... they have a lot of hockey teams, basically, you're saying, like, in the regions. Oh, yeah, they're all Fox Sports. All the regions are Fox Sports. It does make you wonder. It does make you wonder. Um, but but the, the whole but... thing is bizarre. Like, And then, so at the same time, you know, NASCAR has just announced they're going to NBC the two years from now. So, you know, it's everyone is... It's all about predicting the future, you know. I guess if you're NBC, you're saying we think NASCAR is going to grow again, and I guess Fox is saying now nah, we're going to bet our money on UFC and soccer. And when people complain about our sport, your sport, whatever you want to call it, I guarantee you, motocross, supercross is never part of any of these conversations. It's not <laughs> on the radar. No, it's just not. Like, no. I talked to some mini bike dad Saturday morning, and he's like, "We need to have a riders' union. We need to figure out a way to." get these riders more of this money the revenue stream is there and i'm like listen i know you say the revenue stream is there but the revenue stream in most sports that you're trying to talk about are the billions of dollars they get paid to yeah. be on tv yeah we, we do not have that no well from what i understand speed speed pays for super costs now at this point yeah but it's but still can you imagine you know, like, yeah it's not exactly it's not a fair right, comparison. right no for sure no no absolutely right. speaking on a totally different note the nfl Hall of Fame game, the very first preseason game yeah, that, yeah. that no one cares about, nobody plays in. Yeah, Tony it's, Romo didn't even play. It's a complete joke of a game. It's, yep. it's you know, whatever. Ten million viewers. The the NBA final, the NBA finals averaged 5.3 million. Come on. And the first preseason NFL game almost doubles it. I cannot believe it. That's unbelievable. I can't believe it either. I just read that this morning. The NBA. I just read that this morning. Like, just what a monster. Just NFL. Just just um, Godzilla. Right. Trampling. So this, our, our sport, your sport, whatever you want to call it. Not your sport. mercy of all. I mean, this NASCAR deal for NBC is billions of dollars. Two billion dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, when you want to talk, the revenue stream is there. That's the kind of revenue stream NASCAR is dealing with. Right. Two billion dollars for TV. 
okay, maybe speed pays a little bit to get Supercross, but it's not even close. Yeah. Uh, same thing, like there's teams, teams get a cut of the TV money in F1, that's billions of dollars. Right. That's, they're, they're not even, they don't even care about the fans in the stands. It's not even, you know, we like to brag about 50,000 people every weekend in a Supercross. That is nothing. It means nothing. It's tiny. That's pennies. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, we're at the mercy of all these, you know, so one cable company is betting on, you know, UFC and soccer. The other one's betting on NASCAR, and everybody's trying to get um, um, NFL. And mm-hmm. then somewhere in those seams, motocross has to fit. And I know that people will say, well, just give it to us online, and we'll just find it ourselves. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Well, You'll have the same people every week. You'll never grow. Yeah, we don't have a real good uh, monetizing online watching right now. You know, like if you're David well, Coombs and or Felden, yep. you're just like, hey, let me put it online, pay per view. Nah, that that's not it. That's you're gonna get the same, like you said, you're gonna get the same fans. Yeah, you've already got them. You know what I mean? That's no way to make your money. Um, yeah, and the proof is that you know the same exact race on the same exact weekend. If we are on NBC as opposed to cable, NBC Sports or Fuel. The ratings are spectacularly higher. So there is proof right there that being on television and being on the right channel brings new fans to the sport that would have never discovered otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I understand if you're on Vital and you're already into it, you think the pay-per-view model is the way to go because that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. But you're just not ever going to get anywhere uh, doing that. Um, So overall, uh, I like the feature on Jerry Robin. That's pretty cool. You guys did that. Although Jerry, like we talked about on the Pulp Show, Jerry's effed. Like, he's got this 85, and it's awesome what he's doing. If he's on a four-stroke, he's 11th and 250B. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, good job, Jerry. But yeah. he doesn't get a feature on Lorette on NBC, and he doesn't get all the sponsors and hype. Jerry's effed into do being the, the kooky kid on the old bike thing. That's his deal. But um... – I think it might have helped more than I thought, because I would have totally agreed with you at first. I really thought it was just a gimmick. I didn't realize he was literally doing because he really didn't have any money. No, that, no, no. I know that. We had him on the show. Yeah, he had no money. Right. His bike blew up, and yeah. yeah. Right. So, so uh, the point I'm getting at is, so when this hit, I guess south of the border invited him down and said, ride here for a month, you know, and, and things like that. Like, he would have never been able to go to a place and ride for a month at a place like south of the border any other way. So... At the very least, it gives him a shot at some connections, training, places to go, sponsors that he wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah. So maybe with those things, he can maximize potential, maybe go somewhere. Had he not done the 85 thing, he wouldn't even have had a shot. So. No, yeah. No, no, no. I agree. But I'm saying, like, he's really pigeonholed into this. He's got to keep this up. He's got to keep riding the 85 or 86 or yeah. 87. Yeah. He's pretty legit, though. Like, It's awesome. Yeah. He's a good rider. Um. Now, uh, he got 11th. He won a two-stroke class on the 2007, and he got 11th on the 85. Uh, Matt Bishaglia, uh, Bishaglia, uh Well, hey, let, let me ask what? a question okay. on this on this Jerry Robin thing. You saw the feature they did. I think it was the Verb guys that shot that feature uh-huh. of him riding the 85. And I watched, and I said, dude, no one has ever jumped the 1985 like that. And my mind just started spinning with what that all means, like, David Bailey was on a works 1985 Honda, which would have to be better than what he's riding, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but you did not see David Bailey scrubbing 100 footers. So nah, what does that, nah, what does yeah. that they, mean? They, no, they jumped as far. They're f- no. Yeah, they did. Come on, dude. You're the one who would make me, would like tape my eyes open 
and watch these Supercross races and show me how they struggled to get over 20-foot tables. No, I know, but, like, you know, it's like back, you know, cliff jumps and, and playing around and stuff like that. They jump. Palm Avenue videos. What about the Palm Avenue videos of RJ? Dude, I don't know. Aaron, if it was, like, he was it airing looked, shit out. It looked, the st- his riding style looked so much more modern and better. That I was like, what does this mean? So you're what? saying if, 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 if the doc was around and he got in the DeLorean, Jerry did, with his yep. 85, mm-hmm. he's your Supercross champion? I, my mind is starting to wonder. <laughs> That's, and that makes zero sense. That can't be possible. He doesn't have the talent that David Bailey has. That's why David Bailey is who he is, or RJ or any of those guys. They are some of the most God-given talent to race motocross guys ever. So how could a, so, a lowly top ten B rider? I, I don't get you're it. You're blown or away. Is it just that you're blown away. Is it just that everything evolved to the point where any modern guy, like I don't, you know, our I own, just saw the way he was riding, and I'm like, dude, I don't feel like they rode that way in 1985. Our own Jason Thomas has stated many times that he feels he would love to go back with his four stroke and destroy RJ. Well, that's a different story, though, because yeah, no, yeah. the bikes have right. definitely got better. This is what boggles I'm like, this is a comparison we've never seen before. Okay, here, so okay here's your perfect sh- example. You're shitting on Bailey's, Bailey's legacy right now. Just I don't know what know. I just want to let you know that right now. Okay, right. you told me once that Timmy got his hand on like an 87 KX250 or something, right? Uh, yeah, 88. Okay, and he said, man, do you think I could blitz the whoops on this? What would happen? Which is just proof that... Him being 20 years further into the evolution of riding, well, looks at a set of whoops and says, hmm, I wonder if I can blitz these, which no one in 88 would have ever considered doing. Well, we, so, we took it a step further. I was on the phone with Ross Maeda, who, yeah. who worked on 88K, you know, okay. KX80s or KX250s, okay. and, and worked on Timmy's suspension now. And I said, Ross, Timmy wants to take this 88 and blitz his whoops. And Ross said, don't do that. You'll break the frame. Well, that's kind of my point. Right. No, like, I know. Yeah, You're, I'm making your the, point. The, yeah. The, yeah, the riding has just evolved to a point where they, the riders could do stuff that no one would consider doing that. I guess the bike's fast enough. It would be fast enough to go into the whoops fast enough to blitz, and it's fast enough to jump the 100-foot table. But what happens when you, like, I don't even know. Like, what does you, that say? You're so blown away right now. I, you, everything you believed in is, is trashed right now. I was like, just my lip was like quivering when I saw <laughs> right, him jump that jump, right. and I'm like, but Bailey didn't jump like that on a works eighties. How could this be? I I'm not going to get into that's like looking into a snow globe. That's looking into a snow globe. That's looking into a snow globe. You know, I can't do that. I can't. I can't do it. It's not. I'm not going to. I'm not even going to go there. Timmy looks at the whoops on an eighty-eight case and says, "Hey, can I blitz these?" Jeff Ward on the 88K50 in 88 would never have said, can I blitz these? So right. what does that mean? I don't... Again, the snow globe, bro. You got to let it go. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You got to no, let it go. Right. Uh, uh, um, but, uh, hey, by the way, too, um, Chase Owen. Jace Owen? Chase Owen? Jace. What? Jace. Yeah, Jace. With a J? Yeah, J-A-C-E. Okay. Jace Owen. Uh, wow. Uh, head off the bars. That oh. kid... Did it was it just me or sort of the, the, the way I was following Loretta's and you know, tuning in and out, uh seemed like he was fast and just, just ate ate crap all week. Yeah, he was almost the perfect what Loretta's is all about mm-hmm. story because uh he was on Rockstar Suzuki for years. Um basically didn't have a good year last year and then they didn't keep him. 
So this the bizarre world we live in now. He's known as, oh, he's the amateur privateer. Like, like that's an exception now. Like, they used to all be privateers, you know what I mean? Right, right. So he's the amateur privateer, so he tells us, you know, I have to have a good Loretta's to get back on the map and get a good ride. I need to turn pro. And damn it all, if he isn't leading Bashalia and McElrath, who already have their deals, he's beating them straight up, straight up. He's tripped Ten Commandments. They're not catching him. He's going to beat them straight up. And then he eats crap over the same jump that he was using to pull away. And you're like, that's how it works down here. That one moto could have changed everything. And, Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he rode good, and he definitely showed speed, but he just cracked. But I'm I'm not going to say that he, like, was a yard sale. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Bashaglia going Bashaglia going straight into Geico team. Any, where do you put him as an amateur? Where do you you've been going to the ranch for a long time now? Um, you've seen PJ Larson, Darren Durham's. You've seen uh, Trey Kennards, Austin Stroops. Those, w- where is he? Where is this kid? Well, uh, from what I've heard, um, judging him off of Loretta is not realistic because he's always been good there. And when I hear people say, "Eh, he's okay." Or he doesn't quite have it. I'm like, how? no, man, no. Like, okay, when he was on 85s, he was right there at, like, Cinturillo. And, and, and it's really sad, but this is Jesse Masterpool, who we lost. You know, he'd be right in that group right now with, with Webb and Cinturillo. Uh, Bichelle was right there with all them. And I'm like, okay, so on 85s, he battled with the same dudes who are the stars now. And then the last two years, he's been awesome. And he went up against Webb in the B class last year, and they were, like, even up. So I'm like, why are people saying that Bichelle is not at that level? Well, what I'm hearing is at every other amateur race, he's not. So what does this mean? It means either in the big pressure race where it really matters, he steps up, which is a good thing, or he just happens to be good on that track, which is a bad thing. Everything I've seen, the dude's got it. He's, he's solid, he's good, but a lot of other people have said, you know, I guess, for example, he battled Webb every moto last year at Loretta's, and they went to many Olympics, and Webb just yarded him. So what does mm-hmm. that mean? Right. Um, I think he's good, but everyone is saying mm, not quite. Like he's going to be good, but not. Uh, well, you we, know, he's not going to be Tomac win his first race. Good. We know. We know better than to just go. Eh. Do not say. Eh. No. Yeah. Do not say. Eh. No. Everybody's fast. Everybody's great. Um, he's super strong and fit. I guess the question is, does he have the all-out balls-out speed? One of my Geico sources texted me before Loretta's. Mm-hmm. They were more excited about, uh, is it Jordan Smith? Yes. They were, I said, what about this Bichelia guy? And they were, they said, he's awesome, he's great, don't get me wrong. But they were very excited about Jordan Smith. How was his week's his week? Yeah, and Smith didn't have a great week there. He actually, he won one of his B titles, like 1-1-1. One, one, one. But the other one, the one we had on TV, was but that Plessinger one. He had a bunch of crashes, and his bike even blew up. He just struggled in the mud. So he ends up going out of there maybe not getting the buzz that he should. Mm-hmm. But when he was on, when things were going right, he was crazy fast. He's yeah. been crazy fast, I guess, at all the races, not just Loretta's. And I heard the same thing. Like, it's to the point where I think they're going to have a tough time having him not race Hangtown next year. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a long way. Yeah. yeah. But the speed is going and the way he's improving – it might be hard to even have him race A class next year. He's that level. Uh, very impressive, for oh, sure. Okay. All right. And uh, on that note, Aaron Plessinger, um, Scott Plessinger, who's a multi time. Was he Enduro? What was he? GNCC? GNCC, baby. But wasn't it just Enduro's back then? 
Or was it really G- was there really a GNCC slash Enduro series? Well, there was a GNCC series as there is now. I think the difference was back then you could argue which one was bigger or more important. Oh, whereas I see. Now, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. then eventually the Enduros got to the point where they were hardly even existing. Now they've actually come back pretty strong. They've changed some rules. Um, but there's no denying but, that but, GNCC uh, is, is where it's at now. Yeah. Yeah, although I'll give a little credit where it's due. I think Enduro has gotten better in the last three or four years. At one point it was almost a, not a joke, but it, no one was really pushing right. it very hard. Right. Now it's gotten a lot more effort. Okay, anyways, his, um, so his dad, GNCC. But let me just put it in oh. perspective. Plessinger and Scott Summers were like the ultimate rivals. They battled every weekend. So mm-hmm. if you think Scott Summers was a legend, Plessinger was right there. And his kid, who also races GNCCs, was maybe the biggest surprise of the week, huh? Yeah, he won every moto in the B class, and he had never won a title there before. He's won a moto here and there, and he's always right. been decent. Mm-hmm. But even that's hard to figure. Um, he was usually in the same class, for example, as Cincerillo, right, on uh, the 85s. So you're like, wait, what's faster? Cincerillo is getting like 8th, ninth, 10th, whatever, at the pro level, right? And he's winning the B class at Loretta. So what does that my, – my head is just spinning with all these theories. Um, but one thing that is inarguable, that sometimes these guys, A, some guys just find it when they get on the big bike and the 85s don't work for them. And then they go and they win this B class, they get all this confidence, and they become a totally different guy. And there's a ton of dudes that did this. Like, Kennard did that, Vogel did that, Dean Wilson did that. I mean, you're not arguing that any of those guys aren't legit. But they were the exact same thing. They were like, hmm, pretty good, fourth, fifth, on the minis, then the one year old, right. and they went to the B class, and they were just on just, fire. Just turn it around, and they stayed that way. It wasn't like that was a fluke. So right. this might not be a fluke. Well, uh, and then again, if he is a bit of a GCC and he's a bit of an off-road dude, the mud would—he looked to be handling the mud with ease. Yeah, they had some dry motors in the middle of the week, though, and it was wasn't any any okay. different really. Like yeah. I, I don't want to just say that it was because of the mud. He did right, just right. as well right. in the dry and. It's not complete, like, again, he's won a moto there on a 50 before. Like, he's got moto talent. Yeah. You know, it's not like he was 20th and won. Hey, he was, like, fourth place uh, and won. Don't look now, but Yamaha may have another kid. Oh, well, you'll enjoy this. <laughs> he, in one class, he has Rock River graphics on his bike. Okay. Another class, he has Star Racing graphics on his bike. Oh, okay. And then Bobby Regan goes up to me on the podium, and he's like, hey, you know that's our rider, right? And I'm like, well, that's what I've heard. I've heard you guys signed him. Yeah, just don't believe when you see those Rock River graphics on the other bike. Just don't even believe in that. He's our rider. And I'm like, okay. Don't believe in that. Right. Like, yeah. it's just, he's on a Rock River bike, but just don't, just block that out. <laughs> I, yeah, I no. thought you'd enjoy that little oh, yeah. Bobby Regan no, nugget. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, so you also told me that um, for the first time since you can remember, since you've been going there, a rider won the 50s and 65s, which is very rare to do. Yeah, uh, it's not the first time since I went. It's the first time literally since 97, and Davey Millsaps was the one to do it. So you're in some pretty right. rare air if you're doing that. And the reason why that's so hard is because to be young enough and small enough to still race a 50 and big enough and fast enough to beat the 65s, like – uh, like, I'm not kidding. Like, you can look in the results and see any of the fast kids that have come, like even Sinisterillo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, he would win his 50 class, and you'd look at it like, oh, look at that. He raced a 65 that year and got 14th. Right, right. Like, right. that's just the way it works. Yeah. Like, you're racing kids two years older than you. Right. 
that's a big difference. But, man, he lit it up. There's this whole, nobody knows why, but there's all these super fast 50 Cobra kids from Bakersfield, California. There's no, no one can figure out why that is. It's not like there's a track out there or they, I mean, I'm picturing you ride, drive down some cul-de-sac there and there's just Cobras. <laughs> just all, but apparently not. Right. It's just Quentin, Styles Robertson, Ryder Francesco, this Jet Reynolds. It's I don't understand it. So it's Jet but, Jet Reynolds who did it. The Ryder who did it. We never this time, yeah. Right, but right. it's like they all just flip flop based on their ages. Yeah. Um, like Styles Robertson is now into the eighty fives, but he's the young guy in that group, so he only got like a fourth. You know. I like the name, Jet and Styles. Jet and Style and Ryder Francesco, like. Jet what, Ryder and Styles. Just a bunch of like drugged up hippies that moved there and started making kids. I don't know. Styles, man, Jet, dude, Jet, bro, Ryder, bro, Jet. right? Yeah. What's I, your kid's name? Well, then there was Maximus Voland. Yeah, but the, in the Voland camp, they've clearly been doing this weird name thing for a while. <laughs> right, Talon. <laughs> Talon and Tyson. Right, right. There was Tyson right there in the front rows. His trainer, Uncle Tyson. And and Maximus Volan is fast. Knowles, of course, John Knowles or Scott Goggles. Oh yeah, very excited about Maximus. Dude, between Maximus Volan, Deegan's kid Wanamoto, we all know what the Ferry family is capable of. Don't we? Uh, the Don't Plessinger we. kid. Yeah. Um, kid won the other B class. Uh, Tyler McSwain, his dad Steve McSwain, won a bunch of enduros back in the day. Like it was, there was so much second generation. I don't even know what was going on. And Travis Parker. Travis Parker. <laughs> How is Travis? Is he related to Trampus at all? Yeah, I don't know. Trampus is a good racer, and apparently Travis helps train Australia. Right. Yeah, sorry um, about that. That uh, was actually supposed to be Travis. Okay. Trampus mo- said he got hip surgery. Still came back and won. Oh, wow. Um, he had. Well, if you listen to his podcast I did with him, he's a very confident individual. You know what? I remember listening to that podcast, and it was actually running through my mind. When you watch him race, he had the best battles all week were between Travis Parker and this other guy, John Gruey, right. who is from Michigan and is there every year, always a front runner. I mean, they had battles. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. The Travis Parker confidence was visible. <laughs> like, two different races, Gruey was all over him, and you're like, he's faster, dude. He's yeah, faster. Yeah. He's just got to figure out a way around him. Right. He would get around him, and Parker would just be back there two or three seconds, and then they'd get in the lappers, and Parker would just figure it out and then pass him on the last lap. Right. And you're like, dude, he had a guy. Like, very few people can have a dude all over them, clearly going faster. Yeah. And just be like, all right, cool, I'll figure it out. Yeah, go, go, ahead, and and, go ahead, and then I'll, yeah, I'll get you back. Right. And he, he totally did. I'm like, yeah, no lack of confidence, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he'd gotten 15th in a 500 national and told a team in Europe, if you give me a bike, I'll win a world title. Like and then did. And then did, right. And then did. <laughs> I was upset, though, because while those two were battling – my man Barry Carson was not uh, in that fight. Is Bear Dog? He slipped, huh? Like he wasn't nearly as good as I thought uh, it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's forty six and the forty five plus, so it's not like it's like he's three years older. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, I mean, he got thirds and he got closer at each moto, and and maybe there's something to the fact that Parker and this John Gruy guy have raced Loretta's like every year the last five years. Right. And Barry says he hasn't raced it since eighty four. Um, when he was probably on Jerry Robbins' bike. Right, right, right. So maybe he'll get better. But Barry, he, he, I interviewed him 
I'm like, dude, the start's been killing you. He's like, yeah, but in the third moto, I'm going to get the whole shot, and I'm going to win so everybody can see what was supposed to happen all week. Whoa! <laughs> Bear dog! It was awesome. Throwing it down! Yeah, it was awesome. Maybe I need to remind these mother effers all about uh, Houston 91 when uh, I was leading the East Series. Leading the points. Leading the points. That's right. Maybe it's time. Um, Maybe it's time. Oh, Carson was there because his son was racing. Another of the second generations. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show. Brought to you by BTOsports.com. Presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com to help out PulpMX.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. The Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. For 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. What's, yeah. his, what's his kid's name? Yeah, I don't even remember. It was really I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep track. There was one point where him, Ferry, and Deegan were all in staging together for the 50cc motos because their kids were all oh. racing. And you're like, this is bizarre. Deegan and Karsten, I mean, two peas in a pod, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I couldn't tell which one was which, to be honest. Um, so, okay. Um, the the most anticipated uh, race of the week, and I know I was glued to my computer, was the plus 35 battle between Tim Ferry and yeah. Robbie Renard. Yeah. Can you, can you explain, can you put a number on the hype level that was going on at Loretta's? Uh, 15 on a scale of 1 mm, to 10. How nice, about that? nice. Now, yeah. what I can't figure out, though, is, okay, so Timmy handled plus 25, right? Won all the motos. Yeah. Won by a lot. Looked good. Robbie had some issues. Plus 35, though, Timmy wins the first moto, as expected. Yep. 
Uh, yep. draw, I think he drew gate number 40 or gate 38 or something. Um, so he had to come through the back. And, you know, all's yep. right with the world. Everything is good. Uh, yep. Second moto, Timmy falls, has a couple yep. of bad laps, catches up to Robbie. Robbie wins. That's okay, though. I mean, he fell and whatever. You know, he clearly is yeah. faster. He'll get him into third moto. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Couldn't do it. No, couldn't make it happen. Made, the, make pa- happen. made the pass um, with on the last lap, and Robbie squared him up and got him back. Good for well, Robbie really Renard. Re- really happy. Good job. Good job, Robbie. Awesome. We're really happy. Oh, yeah. You must have been ecstatic for him. Yeah. Good. Oh, oh so happy for you, Robbie. Yeah. You were probably like, oh, good for him. He's been through a lot. He deserves that what victory. Asshole, Robbie Renard is. Um, you know, it's so funny down there where the dudes are pretty much still who they always are. Right. Every year at Loretta's, Raynard starts the week, eh. And I'm going to completely just say, eh. I'm, I'm not afraid of saying it. Yeah. And then by the end of the week, he gets better and better. Like, he still has, like, I guess, issues with arm pump and all this stuff, like, all these freaking years. <laughs> right. Because uh, last week, every, last year, everybody's like, oh, man, you got Raynard in that class of Carmichael. That could be interesting. And it was not interesting at all. <laughs> right, until the right. last moto, all of a sudden, where it was, like, a totally different Raynard, and he even passed him. So it was, like, exactly, like, based on the first two motos, Timmy had it. But yeah. then the third moto, you're going against a different Raynard. And how many team managers have pulled their hair out trying to get that Robbie Rayner to race every weekend? It's like the same thing for 20 years. I mean, I went to Millville 1994. Robbie was 10th in the points, uh, having a shitty season. He he went 1-1 in in plus in 100-degree weather. Yeah, and then like the next week, I think he was like hurt his knee. uh, He's done. done. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, same dude as always. Did you talk much to Timmy? How was he down there? Seemed to be in a really good mood. I got to do two or three of his podiums. I, I got a little uh, worried for you when um, I think the next to last day he said that his dad's been working a lot harder being the mechanic than he really expected to. Uh-huh. And I was like, wait a minute, we might need to helicopter somebody in. Because <laughs> it was so damn muddy, like it was not good. Right. Um, I think he really was having a good time. And watching him ride, he looked... Oh, uh, yeah. I guess he probably lost something. I guess nope. not riding, but nope. he looked the same. Not to me. Looked good. Corners were good. That's what I mean. Like yeah. he looked good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess he wouldn't if he raced a, a pro race this weekend. He wouldn't get third like he used to. You know, like when he was retired, he was podium guy. But he sure looked the same. He texted me on Monday and said, "I hate the mud." <laughs> he did all right in it though. Yeah, he's okay. Well, I mean, you know, his speed is speed, bro. Well, it totally is because I was talking to his dad a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, like Timmy really did not do anything. Anything like his dad's like, "What cardio did you do?" He's like, "None, <laughs> none." Um, and we're like, "That's it, man. You just know how to ride a bike. You just know how to ride a bike, and you're just good." Larry Ward, Larry Ward, when he rode for Moto Triple X, was yep. you know a top five to ten place guy. He got he won a Moto Washougal. Mm-hmm. On a four-stroke. I mean, he told me I would, you know, he's like, I, last time I practiced was two weeks ago because it was hunting season or whatever. You know, and you're <laughs> just like, you just got it. You know what I mean? You just got it. And that's it. That's bottom line. Which is my point all the time when you talk about, you know, the guys that are stronger than the motos is because they're in shape. Or like Villapoto and Dungy, why do they pull away so much maybe late in the race? I mean, doesn't it stand to reason that, okay, if you or I tried to go as fast as Timmy, if Timmy rode at 50%, mm-hmm. and I even tried to go that fast, 
I would be going balls to the walls, and I would be exhausted after one lap of doing that. Yeah. So doesn't it stand to reason that they can go faster with less effort because they're better riders, and hence they don't get as tired, not because they're in better shape, but because they can go your speed without trying as hard? Right? Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. Why is that concept everything is, so hard to understand? Everything moves slower for them, you know, uh, like, like Wayne Gretzky. Uh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, but it's true. Like, he's probably no. not making mistakes. He's putting the bike where he wants. He knows what right. it's going to do. He's no. like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Right. Yeah, so it's not all about fitness like um, everyone wants it to be. Was I about the only industry person that wasn't there at some point in the week, it seemed like? God, it yeah, like- I feel like it too made a good comeback because one of the things I felt the temperature of the industry was in the glory days, six, seven years ago when there was tons of money going around, mm-hmm. everybody was there at some point. And then I feel like expense reports mustn't be what they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> and people couldn't go down Loretta's just to party at the beer tent. But um, as soon as they're making a comeback. So, yeah, Timmy Racing, you not being there, yeah. everyone else being there. Not good, man. I, I seem to, everybody I text or talk to at some point, they were like, I'm at Loretta's, I'm leaving Loretta's, I'm going to Loretta's. You know what I mean? Like, everybody on my phone was at some transitional stage of going or leaving Loretta's or at there, at Loretta's. I'm shocked. I'm shocked you haven't made it because I, I know that you're not big in the amateur scene. I you're very there. small in the I was, amateur scene. I was there in 98. Don't forget. Don't forget that. Is, it, is that with Mo? No, that was many oh, years with Mo. Uh, that was FMF Honda working the Honda support. But you do realize, maybe maybe you don't because you were a mechanic, but for a guy like you, if you go there, it has nothing to do with the racing going on. It's just nonstop hanging out. Yeah. That's what people do. They just no. go and hang out. It's it's bro down, right? Yeah, just broing. You would love it. Like Mitch was there for three or four days. You would probably just been over there talking to Mitch for four or five days. Yeah. Sounds you good. You would have enjoyed that. Right. Sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, and then to, the beer yeah. tent. Wow. Well. I say right over that beer tent, like, you will not see the riders, you know, there isn't a beer tent Saturday night after a national where any of the riders are just hanging out. Yeah. At some point, I saw, for example, for example, hanging out at the beer tent Tuesday night. Some guy comes up. Hey, man, always just wanted to say hi and introduce myself. My name's Ben Riddle. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> if you had given me a hundred guesses on who I was going to run into at yeah. Loretta's. I would not have gotten Ben Riddle. No, exactly. So I ended up talking to Ben Riddle for like 10 minutes. I, I have no idea what it looks like. I've never met him before. That's not happening anywhere else. I think he went to jail. Yeah, he did. Does he, he was, he was kind of there making his peace. Does he look jailed out? Uh, some people said that, you know, if a fight's going to happen, he, he probably would be okay with it. Yeah, he's a big dude. He was a big dude when he yeah, was. Yeah, like so. he's okay with that. Right. But, I mean, I'm not... I'm, I don't want to talk trash to the guy. Yeah, no, he said he was no. in jail six, six yeah. seven, something. Yeah, no, it's but, crazy. Uh, no, it, it's uh, well, that's good. It's cool to see him. Like, yeah. No, no, he yeah. said he's. You know, I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to explain to these kids. You know, right, right. You know, do what I did, oh, et cetera, cool. et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Ben Riddle, man. Uh, yeah, Ben Riddle. Ben Riddle. You just blew me away with that. Actually, I'm I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> uh, uh, and again, with like we spoke about on the Fly Racing Show, um, the announcing. It seems like you, Kevin Kelly. Can, and West Kane could just, I mean, you guys can do anything up there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, this is actually our 10th year. We didn't realize. We put the math together. and like, wow, this is our 10th year as the announcers of this. Right. And that's the way we've always done it. And, again, like I said on your show on Thursday, there are complaints about ruining the sport with everything we do. Every racetrack story, <laughs> just read the comments. Right, right, right. You know, Twitter, like, you can't do anything without complaints. Without offending we, somebody, yeah. yeah. Yes. 
We never get complaints. People walk up to us to compliment us. <laughs> and I'm, I'm obviously not bragging because I just told you that I'm ruining the sport in every other yeah. Yeah. thing. It's just that's the way that event works. Like, it's so long. People are listening for 12 hours every day. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, I was excited that the world got to hear it now. No, it blew me away. I'm like, wow, these guys are talking about everything but the race. They just yeah. they, they started off on one thing, and now they are in, you know, a hundred miles away from racing right now. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's funny. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Keep doing it, right? Um, Dude, they it, had like fifty thousand people like live watching those things, and then with the archives, it was, you know, going up. I don't know, seventy, eighty. Like that was amazing. Wow. Yeah, I know. Believe me, I was tuned for the uh, Tim Ferry motos. There you go. And did you feel by watching that? Like, you could tell what was going on. Like, you could watch it. You could follow it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Well, except for the announcers weren't helping me because they were making, you know, who knows, jokes about Ikea or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, all right. Um, yeah. Any any big rumors? I, I heard from somebody that was down there that the Rockstar team may go to KTM next year. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. I mean, yeah. I, I've heard multiple people saying that it looks like the Suzuki thing is done. Yeah, yeah. You know, Which I mean, I mean okay, hey. they didn't have support from Suzuki, but riding them. Yeah. Um, maybe K10, maybe Yamaha. Uh, I think the team is contracting in a way, from what I've heard. They might be just three riders. What, did they have five this year? I think they had five um, with Millsaps. Sipes, Izzy, Millsaps, Anderson. Anderson and Morton. Yeah. So you'd, I think, go down to maybe one 250 guy per coast. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Millsaps. Well, you definitely have Millsaps, yeah, and then one two fifty guy mm. in each. So, yeah, that's just the rumors I heard. And then also, you know, who's signing who? You know, in the amateur ranks, who's looking at who? There isn't um, many openings on the pro ranks. I, I wrote a column about it this week. Uh, you know, no. that, I think Josh Grant goes back to JGR. I think that happens, and that, and I think Josh Hill goes back to RCH. And you know, after that, literally almost all the four fifty big time spots are filled, filled up. Yeah, the silly season just over. So. It's already over. Yeah. So, um, uh, anything else? Anything else from the, the rumors down there? It's our. Everyone has followed this. You, you can't fight it. You know, Factory Connection really beat everybody to the punch. You know, they grabbed these dudes two years early. They've built a powerhouse now. Mm-hmm. Um, because not only do they have the good do they have good riders, everyone else doesn't because they get all the good riders. <laughs> You know, <laughs> right, right. That was the problem. They locked everyone. They're like, we're going to take the best draft pick from the next five years. So four years from now, you'll have no one, and we'll have everyone. <laughs> good good so, point, right? Yeah, that's what they did. And then, so now everyone's following that. You know, KTM's reaching younger and younger. Uh, they have this kid Dakota Alex, who unfortunately got hurt on like yeah. the first lap. No, I know who he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but I think he's going to be on that Orange Brigade team with Savage next year. And then Star. I mean, you already saw what they did with Jeremy Martin and Webb, and yeah. they have Anthony Rodriguez and maybe Plessinger. Uh, it's just, just the way it is. So what has happened now is, a, it's a little bit crazy because it's basically you know it's like the difference between taking high school students instead of college students. Like you're not quite as sure what you're going to get. I would think mm-hmm. you're signing a 14 year old and figuring in three years he's going to be awesome instead of just signing him in the third year, and right. then. Now, okay, if you're Suzuki, you're screwed because there is zero pipeline. There is no connection. You know, technically their factory team is just a 450 team only. They do yeah. not have a lights team. Yeah, no, they, don't. they do not. So, so if you're a top amateur and you go to negotiate with the parents, 
first thing any parent's going to say is, we want our guaranteed pro deal, five other people have it, where's ours? And what can they do? What can they offer? Nothing. There well, isn't a team. That's a good point. So are they trying to fix this or no? Is there just no? Well, yeah, they had Pat Alexander was there, and he said he hadn't been there in a while, and I guess he's just trying to figure it out, like take the climate and what do we need to do. And Because um, Jordan Smith, that's Jordan Smith was on a Suzuki team. So it's easy when Geico Honda goes to him and says, hey, bike, bike, sounds good to us. Guaranteed pro deal, just like Tomac, Barsha, Kennard. We're in. This other team, what is Suzuki going to do for us? So you have to do it. It's so competitive so early now. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah. That's worked. And I think, you know, you're still hearing people say that Mitch is not – and I, and I understand where you're coming from. Like, he doesn't like the idea of doing that, and well, I'm sure he has good reasons. Well, also, too, Mitch puts it on Team Green to do it. And there's some yeah. there's issues there, I think. Mitch is like, I don't want that kid. Team Green wants that kid. And they're not totally united, I don't think, when it comes no. to picking kids. No, whereas the Factory Connection team or Star Racing yeah. or Orange Brigade, that just is the same team. It right, is the right. same team. Yeah. Yep. Like, LaRocco was there. Um, you know, talking to Vishalia. It wasn't – Mitch was there also, but right. Team Green Riders weren't riding for Mitch that week. Yeah. So I, I understand where Mitch is coming from. You yeah. know, yeah. offering dudes guaranteed pro deals two, three years in advance is pretty crazy. But unfortunately, everybody else is doing it, so you almost don't have a choice. No, yeah, you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's, let's move on to X Games real quick. Um, okay. c- congratulations on the win. By, uh, we got it. Justin the Jet. Great ride Ooh. for him. I was nervous, though. I was like, don't blow this because, I mean, <laughs> it was coming down to the wire. It was. And like, when he, like I said to him on the Pulp Show, I knew you won. I, did, I was at an Andrew Dice Clay concert, by the way. Um, yeah. And I followed Twitter, and I saw that you won. But then I watched it on Sunday morning, and you, when you got bumped to fourth, I'm like, how does he win this? How does he yeah. win this? How, there's no way. It's 30 seconds. <laughs> you can't win this. You can't pass those dudes, but, yeah. No. But he did. Um, yeah, I was nervous, man. Because, you know, for, uh, for, guys that, for guys like him, like, wins aren't coming. It's not Villapoto. Okay, he had a bad Millville. He'll be back at Unadilla and probably win. You know, the opportunities aren't there as often. You know? Right, so right, right, right. So it's like, oh, don't blow this, man. This one, this one you could have. So, uh, but, I mean, what do you think? I have to admit, it was exciting. It was cool to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I liked it. I think clearly he was the fastest guy. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, he qualified fastest, and you know, I would have liked to have seen Reed Reed fall down, and then that would have been a great battle between those two guys. I think. Yeah, um, I mean, you can't discredit Reed. I mean, I'm sure he would have been a factor yeah. if he had started right in there. But H- um, Hill rode good though. Hill rode well. Just you know, you, he he definitely looked like he got a little tired, so a little pumped up. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, we we could, you know, we the elitist, our sport, their sport, your sport. I guess we could say, oh, the track was kind of a joke, or you know. But in the end, it was exciting to watch, and that's all ESPN cares about. Like that's why they're doing it. They just want to put something on TV that looks good. Right, right. And you, um, you'd heard some people were a little upset with my Chase Stallone, and I call him on Racer X. <laughs> yeah, somebody was upset about about ripping the X Games. I'm not sure the person actually read. Well, that's what that's column. what's pathetic. But I, I, yeah. I stand by what I said though, and basically what I said was. I got all these agents telling me, you don't understand, Mathis. The X Games gets more eyeballs than Supercross combined. They always emphasize combined, you know. Um, yes. And you don't know what it's doing. And, and I, I'm 
all for that. And if you're a freestyle guy like Mike Mason or somebody, um, Nate Adams, this is your whole life. This is what your whole year is built around. There's four X Games now, and it's a terrific venue for you to get sponsors and make money. I understand that. No, no issues there. But the Moto X, the racing for us, please tell me. Now, I'm not debating the eyeballs. I'm not debating it. They're there. They're watching it. Good job. But please tell me where that's helping. We had three teams fold. We have nothing but energy drinks, okay? Dodge is in with Hart, mostly because of who he is and who he's married to and, and all that. Um, you know, uh, Moto Concepts, we've got a hot tub guy. He's in. Where is Taco Bell and these people? All these eyeballs are seeing X Games. Please show me where it's trickling down. And don't get me wrong, I'm pumped for Brayton and those guys and JGR and Toyota are probably very happy. Um, but if it was such a big deal, why no Josh Grant? If it's so awesome, and I'm not just saying that for J- why no Josh Grant? Why no um, Andrew Short? You know? Well, yeah, I, that's that's the proof to me. Um, okay, I think it started in 07, I think it was the first show that had the Supercross race, because it was Carmichael's last year, so I think that's when it was. So, started in 07. And you're right. So that's six years. That's a long time. You cannot find anything where you're like, well, yeah, but then that year they started having X Games. And remember how all this changed? Yeah, yeah. Remember how we just uh, all of a sudden, and as I said in that article, the best thing they could do is is go to MX Sports or Feld, who know how to run events. They don't yeah. have starts the width of an arena. They don't just call it a tie and go to Sports Center. They don't, <laughs> um, you know, Take it from a full-size stadium into an arena, a 29-second lap time. Um, give it to those guys and put your, put one of their races on your network. Now, they would never do that because they don't own it. But they don't give a shit about our sport. And it, it shows, in a way, it shows. And the eyeballs aren't making anything happen. That's my whole point. It's, uh, you know, teams are folding. Guys are riding for free. I stand by what I wrote. Uh, it's awesome. I watched it. I liked it. But... You know, yeah, it's no, it's really no big deal in the grand scheme of our sport, and oh, wow, we're on X Games. Well, the first year I worked for X Games was oh, 2010, 2010. And uh, they had built a lot of promotion around James Stewart, and then like a month before, he just decided he didn't want to race. He was going to race Unadilla National instead. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like... Oh, man, Sam Manuel and Red Bull are going to be flipping out. Right. Like, this is their guy. They spend literally millions of dollars on this guy, and he's not going to do X Games. Never heard a word. Yeah. Never heard a word. Yeah. And he was back racing for the same team the next year. He didn't get fired. You know, yeah. 2011, he was still riding for them. Yeah. And so when Stewart was out, I was like, oh, Wyndham is the favorite now. You know, Geico is going to be so pumped. You know, again, an outside sponsor. Yeah. And then... A couple weeks before, Wyndham's like, nah, I don't feel like it. And I'm like, oh, Geico's going to be flipping out. <laughs> right, right. Nope, didn't care. And then uh, JGR was muscle milk at the time. And the whole time, Josh Graham was like, nah, I'm not racing. I don't feel like it. And then I think on, like, literally Thursday before it, he wrote some Supercross, said, ah, I feel good enough, I'm going to go for it. And he wins. And I'm like, yeah. why weren't these guys forced yeah. to do How could this be optional? If you're Geico or muscle milk or Red Bull or Sam Manuel, why is this – if you feel like it. But yet, if you talk to jerky agents or yeah. other industry people, they're like, 
you don't understand, man, what the X Games does. Uh, well, the sponsors should understand better than anyone. Precisely. They know yeah. ratings. They see eyeballs. They know brand exposure. You know, there's a lot of brand meters that um, if you're on TV on Josh Grant's head, that is worth this many dollars in a right. commercial. Right. They, they have that all figured out. That's all stats. It's all figured out. Um, I also saw the, I saw the RCH 2013 team proposal that they sent out to different sponsors. Very, yeah. ni- very nice job on that. They did a great job building it, and it looks very professional. Uh, I don't believe X Games is mentioned at all in there. Well, there is a little caveat we have to say with this entire argument. They didn't even have the Motocross or Super X or Moto X race the last two years. Two years, right. And I don't think anyone knew this was happening until a few months ago. So, I mean, if they already know for sure they're doing it next year. Brayton told me that. So I guarantee you it will be in the proposal. The, the reason it wasn't in the proposal well, is because of that. Okay, good point. I, yeah. I, take that. I, don't want, I also don't want people to say, of course we had teams folding this year. They haven't had X Games in two years. That is not, no, it has no, nothing to no. do with it. And uh, it's going to be interesting because next year, I believe it's in May in Austin, Texas. And, yeah. And we're right in Supercross, right in Nationals at that point. I think it's the weekend off in between. Oh, it is. Okay. Pretty sure. Um, how many people want to? How many people want to check out to Austin though? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a super busy time of year. You get that, yep. you know, yep. what ten days basically of of testing. Yeah. And and the obvious risk, but uh, I don't know. That's the argument. I didn't get it myself when those guys were dropping out of the event in 2010, and it was like, why is Geico take it or leave it? And Muscle Milk and Red Bull and Sam Manuel, why do they not care? I don't understand this. And the only thing I can guess is. Okay, yes, there's a huge number, 100 million people saw it. But they must know that the 100 million people see it, and it doesn't make them do anything. No. That's all I can guess. It's mom and dad in, in Des Moines watching it, and they turn it off, and they completely forget about it. But they, they're cool. They're enthralled, but they're not, like, right. going and buying a dirt bike and, you know, going and buying a skateboard or, or, or in whatever. the case of the outside sponsors, like, I don't know. Like, did anyone get out of Josh Hill's ride that he is sponsored by Ram? Like, does that come across? Right on the show. I don't know. I if don't it does. believe the even sponsors are even mentioned. To be honest, right? So I don't recall I don't Tess know. or Cameron. Oh, by the way, good job, Cameron, on taking your headlighted uh, XR around half of the thirty-second track. That we learned a lot from that. You did watch that, didn't you? Oh, I did. I oh, did. That's my I mean, look, that's my look. I, I see nothing wrong with that, but he cased everything. He didn't go around the whole track, and he was on a bike with a headlight. I don't know who, like, why couldn't he just get on Chad's bike or whatever? Or, like, why not just say, hey, man, I'm not going to jump the ramp. That's gnarly. I'm an announcer now. Uh, there's 12 other guys racing. Why don't we just have one of them do it? Like, yeah. yeah. Or, or just don't. Like, I don't know. That's just bad all around <laughs> it. I mean, it was good as far as comedy goes. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I don't uh, want to rip Cameron because the two years I worked there as no, the no. researcher, he's, he's fine. Like, he's a he's good not, dude. No, no, he's a good dude. He's I know him, dude. yeah. No, but come on, dude. dude. Right. Come on. I don't know. I don't know if that was his call, producer's call. I don't know whose call that was. But I'm, I'm just like, that, whoever's call it was, that was horrible. That was a horrible call. A horrible call. Um, no, I just, so I stand by what I wrote, and that's basically what I wrote. And, and freestyle guys, uh, more power to them. X Games rules. It makes yep. their whole year. Uh, Mike Mason said he gets about 60 grand to win a gold medal between prize money and sponsors. Um, and, you know, there's four of them. And good job. That's awesome. The, the, those X, ESPN needs to be applauded for giving those guys that, but they're not helping our sport very much. That's all. Yeah, and I'm a, honestly, I'll even go further and say that's disappointing because 
obviously, we could use the help. Like, I wish it did. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. I wish, I, I wish you know, if X Games was going so well that Andrew Short was, they had it last year because the riders wanted to do it. That was the whole reason they dropped it, because everyone was not racing it. So it would have been awesome if everyone kept racing it. X Games is happy. The riders are happy. Last year, Andrew Short races it. And because of that, the Larry Brooks-Andrew Short team gets the outside sponsor they need, and the team doesn't fold. Yeah, fantastic. I'm totally rooting for that to happen. Right. But it is not happening. No. And I think we've had enough Moto X events to realize that it's not happening. You know, like, we're, it, it, like, you know, we're not two years in where we're like, eh, we're not sure. They've had it for, they've had it for eight years. They skipped a couple. Yeah. I think it's yep. seven or eight years. And please tell me, you know, we got Monster, we got Energy Drinks, we got JGR has Toyota, which probably breaks off a little bit of the NASCAR money, the two bajillion yeah. dollars of the NASCAR money. You know, Coy Gibbs, if Coy Gibbs, JGR, cannot get an outside, true outside sponsor, then, then screw, you know, F me, X Games isn't helping. If anybody's linked into the corporate world it's joe gibbs yeah and yeah and, and they they great. can't make it work or you know they can't make it work without a chunk of car money coming their way that's all i mean and listen i love the sport i, I love it it's everything i do but just you know we're not that healthy and the x games isn't nope. isn't helping us out it's awesome for the guys brayton was on the pulp show and he said hey my friends and family in iowa i mean they see me on sports center like that doesn't get any yeah. more legit than that, and I agree. Good job, that's awesome. But when I the next time I hear an agent or somebody belittle Feld or MX Sports and tell me about these eyeballs, I'm just going to be like, oh yeah, cool, right on, great, thanks. I'm going to throw out one more thing. Yeah, um, the purse of the X Games is actually pretty awesome. It is about thirty grand to win a gold. Yeah, it's not. I think it actually used to be even more. Okay. Like I think it was. I don't know. It's like it used to be forty or fifty, and now it's like. Half of that, but that's half of that is still twenty or thirty. Yeah. Okay. So that's another thing. Everyone wants to argue that the sport needs bigger purse, bigger purse, bigger purse. Not only does this event have it, but all these dudes are eh, whatever. I can take it or leave it. I couldn't care less. <laughs> they they feel like racing. Like if you're Josh Grant, the last time they had it, he won it, right? Yeah. So Josh Grant could have potentially made thirty thousand dollars, which I'm sure he would like to make, and it was like, eh. So, so yeah, good point. I, I know yeah. on the outside, people think like. Purse money, purse money. The promoters are ripping the riders off. The riders need more purse money. Well, an event offers purse money. You never hear anyone talk about it. No, yeah, they're not like, wow, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm going. I to gotta ex- race it because that purse is so good. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, it just, right. I don't understand why these things aren't motivating the riders, but there has to be some reason why it doesn't matter. Well, we got to see Jason Lawrence in, return, in action, and I think we've all we we saw, you know, that he's definitely lost a little bit from his heyday. Well, I'm hearing that they're going to have the Supercross. Sorry, Moto X. I guess at all four of them next year. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and if you think about that, you know, if there is that kind of purse, there might end up just being kind of a cottage industry for those type of guys. You know, the Hannies, the yeah. J-Laws, who, like, aren't quite racers, but they're not quite freestyle guys. They're yeah, still yeah, kind yeah. of around, but, not, like, right. it could be perfect for them. And who knew Kelly Smith was in X Games? I didn't realize that. Hey, look at Kelly oh. Smith. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so you had Ferry and Kelly Smith racing on the same day. I know, believe me. Yeah. Was, and then um, Tyler Berriman, like, I'm like, how does he get in there? You know, it's a, a, Kyle Regal. Yeah. Like, Kyle totally Regal. eclectic mix of dudes in the Moto X. Well, I think, you do see, uh, I think you do see a little bit of the impact of the purse. Um, 
on those guys. Yeah. yeah but yeah. you you see that the purse thing ends up affecting a very select few. Mm-hmm. If you're Jake Weimer, Josh Grant, you make enough money where the $20,000 to win doesn't make you get off the couch. Yeah. If you're Weston Pike, you race it, and maybe five or six other guys, but then there's then there's other dudes who aren't good enough where it wouldn't matter. They're not going to win it. Yeah. So it only, unfortunately, is going to prop up like a few right. Kyle Regal, Weston Pike types who are good riders but just aren't making money right now. And poor Megan Rutledge. Oh, man. Come on. Just when you think that, uh, was it Fontanese who did the like Elsinore double raise of her hands and rolled backwards? Oh, man. Good point. I'd forgotten that one. Who was that? That's Fontanese. I think that I think. was her. Right. Oh, yeah. He's Lost women. the moto because she pumped her fist and rolled backwards <laughs> down the finish line <laughs> these, jump. These chicks, man. Oh. they got to learn how to celebrate. they got to figure this out. It was oh. going good. Like, you remember the women's enduro cross had had such a bad rep that first time out? It was going good, and then, damn it, it happened again. Yeah. It's like, and then it I happened co- again. I couldn't think of anything but hashtag women's motocross problems as she's crying and her mascara is running. <laughs> I'm like, no, hashtag women's motocross issues. And then to find out that it was just a simple, she pumped the throttle hand fist. Like, <laughs> right. it was that basic. Right. It, it wasn't, well, they're not used to jumping ramps, or the dirt is really hard, or they're not used to this no, type of racing. No, no. no, it was the most basic and, thing ever. And did you like the pickup of the bike and cutting off of three or four jumps? And, and still, still getting second. And, <laughs> and nobody, <laughs> nobody cared. Oh, good times at X Games. Good times at Riders. Uh, BTOsports.com. Racer X podcast presented by Thor MX. Jason Wygant, thank you for the recap. Uh, appreciate it. And, um, yeah, we'll see you at uh, Una F. and Dilla. All right, man. See ya. See ya. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by Racer X. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts. You know I've got this bad opinion. I've been